guys, our wrestling podcast back at you with another episode. This is Dave Vicious along with Jess, the total package, Craig, the British Bulldog, Joe and Kuzarov this week, bringing you our perspective on the world of professional wrestling. No inside sources, no ties to the industry, just stories from the diehards sharing opinions with you. Hey guys, I know what our topic is today. Are you ready to hear it? Sure. Well, hold on because, um, my stuff fell asleep. No, you fucked up. Amazing. On social media, can you do us a favor and give us a follow on Instagram or Twitter at OW2019 or at Facebook slash Meta at Our Wrestling Podcast? Craig, are you you, uh, resting and ready for Mr. Kennedy? He's kind of a fringe guy that when he was uh, going, he was uh, a joy to watch and just overall to have a guy get over like he did uh, with simply that announcement and his skills on the mic. Um, and well, I'm sure we'll go into it later sure. about how some controversies and maybe relationships and the importance of cohesion and uh, no being everything being good and, and, and heat with the boys in the back. But that simple move was brilliant and got the fucking crowd over before the bell even rang and made him a star for the period of time that he was a star and he was i I was smiling ear to ear just listening to that little sound clip and it's amazing what little it takes to get someone over and what strikes uh and what resonates with you as a fan so kudos uh mr kennedy and i'm glad that's our show um i'm just kidding um, that was well said. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, very well said. Jess, what do you got? This is part of our What Happened To series. And actually, hey. like, when I wrote this, I was like, man, this is the epitome of what I want from the What Happened To series. Not because of any disrespect towards Kennedy at all uh, or Anderson. It's technically sure. whatever happened to Ken Anderson is really, that's his real name. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, like I, I mean that in all due respect. Like he was, Craig said it perfect. Like he was a star in that little vacuum that he was in that time period, and then shit fell apart. We're not saying it's his fault. It just happened, and we're gonna get into it. Ah, that's well said. <clears throat> well, let's jump in right away. Let's get into the early life and career of Kenneth Anderson. He was born on March 6, nineteen seventy six, in Wisconsin Rapids, Wisconsin. Uh, Anderson, under the ring name Two Rivers Jack, made his debut on September 11th, 1999. Two Rivers Jack? Two Rivers Jack. Two Rivers Jack, sorry. Can you imagine? (laughs) It's Two Rivers (laughs) Jack! (laughs) Jack! (laughs) Like, how in the world? This was at a North American Wrestling Federation event. Uh, apparently he got picked up right away upon signing with WWE in February of 2005. Anderson was sent to the Ohio Valley Wrestling OVW developmental territory 
uh, where he would remain there for six months. When he arrived, Jim Cornette was in charge of the organization and, according to Anderson, did not see potential in his abilities and declined to feature him as more than an occasional bit player on OVW's programming. Ah, shocker. Oh, no. Nah. Well, he the didn't fucker. like double cheeseburgers, so that's <laughs> the problem. Um, when Cornette departed, his replacement, Paul Heyman, showed immediate interest in Anderson, comparing his qualities to The Rock and Steve Austin. Wow. How 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 much of a 180 is that? Like, I'm just going to put you in some two-bit promos. Just, and then someone says, well, you're kind of like The Rock. It just it just goes to show, like in professional wrestling, your destiny, or at least that first shot of whether you can get over, is dictated by you, really, by yeah. one man, sure. right? Whoever yeah. is got the book, whoever controls your destiny or his training or what have you, it is out of your hands. You can only do what you can do if you have a shot. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's true. Holy shit! It's amazing. Five weeks later, Anderson was called up to WWE's main roster to work on Velocity. He credits Heyman with helping him develop the character with which he would achieve ultimate success. He referred to himself as Mr. Anderson. A few weeks later, to avoid comparisons with the more famous Anderson family, as well as Cincinnati Bengals quarterback Ken Anderson, he changed his name to Ken Kennedy or Mr. Kennedy. The change was initially suggested by Heyman and was chosen because of its middle name of the WWE chairman, Vince McMahon. Yeah, there was no um, issues there. Yeah, which, if, if which you would come think... into play actually in a storyline that never surfaced, and we'll talk about it later. Oh, oh well, there you go. We'll get into it. Let's jump into the WWE career and some notable feuds. On the November 11th, 2005 episode of SmackDown, Kennedy faced Eddie Guerrero to compete for a spot on SmackDown's Survivor Series team. He lost the match when Guerrero tossed him the steel chair and played possum, a move which Guerrero had made famous. The referee turned and saw Guerrero on the ground with Kennedy holding the chair and consequently disqualified Kennedy, awarding the place on Team SmackDown to Eddie Guerrero. Because what does Eddie do? He lies, he cheats, he steals. Dave. There it is. He lies, he cheats, he steals. And Eddie realizes the referee's coming, coming to what here. What the hell? And he's tossed the evidence to, to Kennedy. <laughs> this is classic Eddie. Oh, my God. Kennedy turned red-handed. Oh, my God. Kennedy turned red-handed. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. The winner of this match oh. as a result of a disqualification, Eddie Good. This was Kennedy's first loss, but in retaliation, Kennedy struck Guerrero over the head with a chair after the match. Might as well do it. If you're going to get blamed for it, you might as well do it, I guess. This was Guerrero's final televised match as he died two days later. That's wow. unfortunate. Um, in, in, in interviews about the incident, Kennedy had stated that he considers this an unfortunate honor. Wow. Um it's hard. That's a hard one to stomach, I think, um, to be wrestling with Eddie. And then two days later, he, he passes, and you're part of that storyline. And you're the last storyline that Eddie ever works with. I think that's hard. I think a lot now. of people uh, don't remember that Kennedy was the guy either. No. That to, fun, to be the yeah. final work with? The last match. Wow. 
He was insane. Eddie Guerrero's last match ever. Yeah, that's 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 hard to stomach. Um, in December, Kennedy participated in the WWE's overseas tour on the second day in Italy. Kennedy suffered a legitimate oh latissimus dorsi tear. Wow, get that right? You handled that pretty well. Kennedy was sidelined for nearly six months while he rehabilitated that. How do you just get your fucking six months? Yeah, and just like, go out like that. Yeah. Uh, on the September 1st of 2006 episode of SmackDown, Kennedy defeated Finley and Bobby Lashley. Wow. In a triple threat match to win the WWE United States Championship, his first and only championship reign in the WWE. I think that's fantastic considering where we thought uh, Mr. Kennedy was going to go. Bulldog, a running power slam. Here's the cover. And Ken Kennedy rolls into the ring. Kennedy's got the tights. Kennedy's got the tights. Kennedy stole it. Kennedy stole that giant finish. And the title. Here's your winner. And the new United States champion, Mr. Kennedy. And again, remember, triple threat rules. The champion does not have to be picked to lose the title. Kennedy had announced that he wanted to move over to the Raw brand as SmackDown did not interest him anymore since he had already defeated every top performer on the roster, um, except for the champion, I guess. But uh, OK, um, this led to uh, SmackDown general manager Theodore Long making a match between Kennedy and <laughs> who? The, so funny. I think this is when it started. Tonight, you will go one on one. With The Undertaker! Oh, the Undertaker! The Undertaker! The Undertaker! The Undertaker! Wow! The Undertaker! No, not tell you can't do that! The Undertaker! I'll tell you who he is, player! The Undertaker! You go one-on-one with The Undertaker! Tonight, you will face The Undertaker! You will go one-on-one with The Undertaker. Like every week, fucking he would come out, and if any heel had a problem, he'd be like, that's no problem, player. You get to face The Undertaker. So good. Player? Um, yeah. Uh, so every time somebody had a beef with Teddy Long, he's like, no problem. We'll put you in there with The Undertaker, uh, who Kennedy had never faced, uh, to be held at no mercy. Kennedy won the match by disqualification after The Undertaker hit him with the United States Championship belt. Um, just funny stuff. And, On and forgive me, thing. forgive me. Is this Dead Man Inc. Undertaker? What what version of Undertaker? No, is this, this is uh, this Dead Man. Back to Dead Man. Okay. So Dead Man, not Biker Taker at this point. No, right? no Biker Taker. Okay. On the October 13th episode of SmackDown, Kennedy, uh, now with a win over The Undertaker, again stated his desire to move over to Raw. However, uh, Teddy Long again put him against an opponent who he had never faced. This time, the cross-faced crippler Chris Benoit with the United States Championship. Teddy Long seems kind of like line. a dick. Am I wrong? He doesn't like Kennedy at all. Um, <laughs> Teddy Long had stated if this Kennedy trial would by defeat fire. Benoit, he would be given his release and be allowed to go to Raw. Ultimately, Kennedy lost the match and the United States Championship to Benoit after submitting to the Crippler Crossface. 
following a distraction by The Undertaker. Um, the Undertaker would distract me too, just saying. Kennedy would join forces with MVP and feud with the Brothers of Destruction, which was Kane and uh, Undertaker himself. Mr. Kennedy measured by The Undertaker. Look at this. Tombstone pile driver. The cover. The Brothers of Destruction victorious. Here are your winners, Kane and The Undertaker. At Armageddon in December of 2006, Kennedy and The Undertaker met in a final match. They were scheduled in a last ride match. In that match, The Undertaker would finally defeat Kennedy there. Kennedy would start in 2007 uh, out by earning a shot against Batista's World Heavyweight Championship, but would fail to win the title at that point. He would also challenge Bobby Lashley for the ECW title, but he would fall short in that exchange as well. I want to stop there real quick because if Kennedy is your, he's your loser on top, that's a big deal. Am I wrong? And I think they're trying to build his heel gimmick here. I mean, the whole time he's doing that announcement where he would call for the microphone to come down and then that's he great. would do Kennedy, Kennedy. And like that got him over. So I think they were just putting him with top guys here and trying to see how he swam. I think it was and just, too. I, I, I don't remember it. much of his uh, work ethic or work rate at this point. How was he to you as I, a worker? Uh, I would say he was right in the middle. And I don't mean that he, to he be could bad. work. Yeah, he, he, could work. he could work fine. Uh, he never did anything flashy or anything like that. It was all gimmick with him. And I'm not suggesting that he wasn't a good wrestler. I'm just saying that, that's that, not you know, a bad thing. Yeah, no, it's not a bad thing. I mean, he never did any, like, mega flashy moves or anything like that. He just did the mic check, which was his finisher, and, um, <clears throat> like, that. it was all his gimmick. It was all – he was really good on the mic. Yeah. So I totally see how Heyman uh, I don't, associated him with Austin and Rock because I, I saw it too. At WrestleMania 23, April 1st, 2007, Kennedy won the Money in the Bank ladder match, giving him the right to challenge any world champion in WWE at any date up until WrestleMania – Oh, gosh. 14. 24. 24. My bad. The Roman numerals throw me, bro. Sorry. You got me. You got me. Um, Kennedy also announced on the April 30th episode of Raw that he would be cashing in his Money in the Bank championship at uh, his opportunity in 11 months at WrestleMania 24. Uh, 24. <laughs> <laughs> on the May 7th episode of Raw, Kennedy, however, lost his Money in the Bank briefcase to Edge. Losing uh, moments after being struck with a monitor before that match began. Because of the injury Kennedy had sustained during his match with Edge, it was revealed that his right tricep muscle tore off the bone and he would be up for a minimum of five to seven months. The injury, however, was not as serious as it was reported. 
as the tricep tendon did not tear off the bone, it was in fact a massive hematoma. Is that is that a bruise? <sighs> a bleeding? Yeah. A <laughs> yeah, inside bruise. bleeding, yeah. A massive yeah. bruise. Mm-hmm. On the June 11th, uh, 2000 episode of Raw, Kennedy was drafted to the Raw brand as part of the WWE draft. And on the September 11th, 2007 episode of Raw, Mr. McMahon revealed that Kennedy had, in fact, in storyline been suspended for impersonating a McMahon. Yes. Can you tell me more about it? I will. Keep going. All right. This angle was written because Kennedy was being named one of the 11 wrestlers implicated in a steroid scandal and therefore suspended for 30 days in accordance with WWE's wellness policy. So this all happened. So the the infamous, because it's not famous, it's infamous, uh, limousine exploding with McMahon inside of it happened around this time. Uh, shortly after when McMahon suspended him. So what was supposed to happen um, was they had a storyline going where Vince was going to be blown up in the limo. He would have survived it, but they were trying to see who did it. At the end of that storyline, Mr. Kennedy was going to be revealed as McMahon's bastard son because of his oh. name Kennedy, which is Vince's middle name Kennedy. Vince had an oh, affair years ago. Abandon. Uh, they put uh, Kennedy up for adoption. He always vowed revenge against his dad, who turned out to Fuck. be this, this promoter. This is wonderful. So, so he's the one who blew the limo up, and he. It would reveal that Ken Kennedy, Mister Kennedy, Vincent Kennedy McMahon, uh, was Vince's bastard son. Um, so he would try to. He would go in there and feud against Stephanie Shane and Vince. But what happened was, is Chris Benoit decided to do some weird shit. And after that, uh, Vince had to come out of character, address the crowd, address the WWF universe, address the media. So basically, they scrapped the limo storyline because obviously what Chris Benoit did was very real life. So when uh, the limo exploded and we got nothing out of it, it was because of Chris Benoit and also Chris Benoit is to blame for Mr. Kennedy's. Well, no, Mr. Kennedy was because he was involved in a a steroid scandal. So that was Mr. Kennedy's fault. So no matter what, if Benoit didn't do what he did, Kennedy wouldn't have gotten the nod because he got caught in the steroid scandal. So he would have gotten suspended anyway, uh, according to the wellness policy. So, and I believe you failed the drug test as well too, which obviously uh, contributed to the suspension. So then they ended the angle quickly with Hornswoggle becoming Vince McMahon's bastard son. So, oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah. Because Chris Benoit did what he did, so it caused Vince to break character, and then they didn't want to totally abandon the angle, but then they wanted to do a ha-ha, funny ha-ha ending to it. So when they went back on, they're just like, well, fuck, Kennedy got suspended. So now, like, Benoit's real-life situation derailed everything and then caused Vince to break character and come back to life, quote-unquote, even though he wasn't yeah. really going to die. Um, but uh, And then they actually had to end it really quick because Kennedy uh, couldn't do it because he got suspended. And he was probably going to be punished, obviously, when he came back. So they didn't want to just push it off for 30 was. days. And then redo it. They had to punish him because he fucked yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. And then fast forward, Hornswoggle gets the title, becomes That's a legend, right. Hall of Fame World champion, wins World, the yeah. match WrestleMania. Yeah, beats Batista and Cena in the triangle. Yeah, just um, and, and great for Hornswoggle. And he, won the Super Bowl. he also won the Super Bowl with the Las Vegas Raiders. Is what I heard. That's what yes. I heard. Yeah. yeah. Sure. All right. Wow. Kennedy, That's that well, is t- that is a tough. A tough lot for Mr. Kennedy in his career, yeah, yeah. and it Which sounds it makes like sense 
because the fact that Paul Heyman jokingly said you should be Mr. Kennedy because it's Vince's middle name. Yeah. And they thought of a storyline going, wait a minute, what if you're my bastard son? Like, yeah, that I you, had an affair you, you years feel ago. Like Heyman planted that yeah. from the start. And he was an injury prone guy, it sounds like, anyway. Yes, on and top his body, of that, yes. Yeah. And, and now looking, he's starting to get suspended for wellness policy. Oof, like and look at Dave's years. photo. Like, he's, well, if you're going to use steroids, uh, use them and still work out and get that shit together. Like, he never had a super great body. Really, like top notch Triple H body. Well, uh, in his defense, at this point, like he might have been just starting at this point to try to build it because yeah. he knew he was going to get a big push, and then yeah. he just got caught early, and yeah. then it was like, well, now I'm fucked. Like, That's valid. That's valid. No, it could be. Uh, Kennedy returned to television on October first of two thousand seven. Two thousand seven episode of Raw. He faced and lost to John Cena in the main event. For several weeks, Kennedy was programmed with Jeff Hardy and lost most of those encounters. He did, however, win the final match against Hardy at Cyber Sunday. See, he's trusted to to have all these feuds with their top guys and like uh, Hall of yeah. Famers, man. That this is, yeah. yeah. There's there's more to it than what they whatever happened to like that's uh, this is the, the perfect example of what I wanted for this topic. I I, I, uh, I would have and to I mean this welcome. in respect. I liked Kennedy. I really, really did, and I still do. Actually, whenever I see yeah. him, I'm like, "Oh, fucking Kennedy!" You're welcome right. for me. He's Mr. Anderson. This now. a few weeks back. You're welcome. Uh, edit, edit, edit. Go on, Dave. How about that? Put it, put it on. You, you, you should. That's a great one, Dave. Whatever happened did. to that Adam Cole belt, you, you guys? Fuck that. All right, everyone, go that, fucking I'm just, shy I'm over I'm just it. kidding. That is, I'm just Jess kidding. totally should pay. Go that. read the notes. I'm kidding. Go continue. Continue. Yeah, it's all right. It's, Kennedy it, next interviewed so Michaels Jess. on the night after Survivor Series. <laughs> Kennedy claimed that it was time for Michaels to move on and let the younger wrestlers I love you. I love you so Kennedy achieve success. At Armageddon of 2007, Michaels defeated Kennedy by executing sweet chin music. It's not that sweet when you have to say it that way. It's super sweet. On, it's, Kennedy, oh, oh, that left oh. hand. Kennedy has a mistake. Oh, no mistake there. No mistake. Sweet Tim Bentley. What a shot. That whip. That suddenly. The heartbreak kid, Sean Michael. What a battle. Super stupidly. On the December 31st episode of Raw, Kennedy pinned Michaels in a rematch by executing his new finishing move. The mic check. After WrestleMania 24 in 2008, Kennedy would be off TV for months filming the WWE produced movie Behind Enemy Lines, Columbia. They See, they liked him. A, if, yeah, if, if they're they going to put him, him in, right. in acting roles with WWE films, they liked him. They fucking wanted him to succeed. Like, it is true. You can always shit on WWE about the failure of other talent and go, oh, they didn't push him or they fucked him or whatever. But as Dave's reading this, I'm like, dude, they wanted this. Like, they yes. wanted to believe in Kennedy. They had plans That's for, for sure. Kennedy. These for opponents, sure, yeah. and then if you put them in, in front of a, put them in a f- f- shitty script, like, they believe in you. Yeah. yeah. He, pro- yeah, he even, probably was his own worst enemy. Like, there are hey, attitudes. He admittedly, and I'm the, getting too far. The Miz ahead. has a Christmas movie called, like, The Elf or something, and it's bad. But they loved him. <laughs> <laughs> they, and it's bad. 
is bad. Don't anybody and, ever and, think and it's by the way, uh, Paige is in it too. If you didn't oh, well, then it's fucking good. Yeah, we're no, talking about no, it's not. Not what at all. Doing, She's Dave? horrible. Kennedy will return to Raw <laughs> as a face on April 28th of 2008 by confronting Raw general manager and king of the ring. Uh, Triple H? Steve Regal. Yeah, sure. Why not? Why not Triple H? No. Steve Regal. On the May 19th episode of Raw, Kennedy defeated Regal in a loser gets fired match, thereby opening up a general manager spot on the Raw brand. During the WWE draft on June 23rd of 2008 on Raw, Kennedy was drafted back to the SmackDown brand, which I'm sure he was super happy about. And like you said, he's a face here, so now they're trying him as a face. He was there a good go. heel. Sometimes when you turn a good heel face, the, the crowd uh, they cheer him. They like him. Yeah. Until August fourth, when he dislocated his shoulder in a match against Shelton Benjamin at a house show, keeping him off television for three months. I just feel like <sighs> some. You know what? Sometimes luck is the fucking. The biggest factor of it all. Like, it really, really is. Like, a millimeter, or it's stretching 30 seconds before the match, or it's just simply your body or genetics. But, like, constant injuries, or as opposed to longevity, is the difference between Hall of Fame and a flash in the pan. Like, and what makes that happen? Like, it's just insane to me, like... The luck of the draw, kind of. It's luck and opportunity, but it's always not, like not, not getting hurt's a big part of that, right? I mean, yeah. how Ray Mysterio, for fuck's sake, is how old? Forty nine, fifty, forty something. Plus, yeah, I don't plus. Yeah. And the bumps that he took, and he's had his share of injuries, and he's been out months and months. But the longevity that he's actually put together, and there's some people like Flair that could like uh, he. Broke his back in a plane crash, and then other than that, relatively okay for the next so, twenty-five okay. years. I do agree with you on that. I, I, yeah. You name two. Well, you name Flair. He's like an extreme. Yeah. Um. He's kind of like not normal in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. But after Benoit went crazy pants, <laughs> they not only did they focus on like uh, uh, abuse of of substances. They also yeah. uh, concentrated on head injuries, which yeah. also led led them to country on other injuries. Yeah, so which you should. Would Kennedy have you know when he didn't tear his tricep off the bone in the eighties, he would still be wrestling. Yeah, well, and he wouldn't he have still stopped is wrestling. No? So you almost have to say, you know, yes, we're reading this out loud over and over and over again, going, "Oh fuck, injury prone, injury prone." But the sensitivity to injuries turned up a billion notches. After people like Eddie Guerrero and Chris Benoit died, especially Chris Benoit, because his his craziness was but not, not just that's fair. His but craziness not right was not away, Jess, because, you know it was absolutely Eddie, no, it was right away. No, Eddie died Eddie, first. Eddie had already passed here, so what yeah, are you Eddie had, about? Eddie already passed, and then it put, shined a light on the drug abuse. Yeah, but then w- okay. when they went because but Jess the is saying. That, uh, because the fact to- that he, even though he was sober, he died of an enlarged heart basically and had a heart attack, which was the 
uh, effects of so steroids. The eighties guys fought through this shit yeah. regardless. They would have never taken six or seven months. So then, when Benoit did what he did, they not only refocused harder on drug abuse, and by drug abuse I mean like steroids and growth hormones, but they sure. also drilled down on head injuries, which then they just blanketed it, saying, "Okay, anybody who's fucking yeah. injured, you're not wrestling. You're going to stop." Yeah. And so then today they have contracts adjusted around it, which they should. This is a natural progression. This is the best thing that ever happened to wrestling, not making light of the tragedy of, of Eddie or Benoit because it's awful. However, it made the WWE not cover it up. It made them have to bring it out into the light yeah. and address it. So Kennedy, I think, was one of the first casualties, and I, this is a good thing, of him getting injured. We, we read injury prone oh, again and again and again. But like they caught it and they're like, no, you are not wrestling. Get the fuck to rehab right now. Get to surgery. In the 80s, what, Paul Orndorff, his arm almost fell off. I mean, honestly, yeah. like, you and know. Jess, I agree with you, but I also say <laughs> among the crop of people that um, Kennedy was still around, they probably still fought through shit and didn't have as much bad luck as yeah. Kennedy did. So I agree. I the agree. Edges and the Christians yeah. and the Sheltons and the. Triple H's. Yeah, his seemed more magnified for some reason. It and like it honestly, was, yeah. because McMahon's always a guy that says after two months, hey, pal, how you feeling? Need your back. And maybe Kennedy's like, uh, I'm taking the full five, six months. And True. maybe that was yeah. part of his kind of thing. Like, it's, it's this thing of like, do people want it or not? Right. And, again, and the, you know, awful. that's a good point that you made. We don't know that inner dialogue behind the scenes, right? You know, we just read Punk's books and stuff like that. Or not his book, but uh, like, you know, his uh, listen to his podcast. And oh, stuff my God. And, yes. Right. All right. stuff where, you know, Vince. The, yeah, pal, you can be out five months to rehab your knee. And then a month later, he's like, so I was wondering if you can come back next month against Jericho. And he's like, dude, my knee is not healed. But he did it because he just didn't want to say no and he didn't want to lose the spot. You know, so like even though they clamped down, like I said, during the Guerrero and Benoit stuff, it still wasn't like it was today. It took all yeah. that time to get to this point where now if anybody even stubs their toe, they're like, well, then you're not going to wrestle. Yeah. And they just do it to make sure. And even if they only keep them off for a week or two, it's, well, you stubbed your toe. We thought it was. Yeah, uh, and are we supposed attack. to hate like, fucking Kennedy? And we're sitting here calling him. I'm, I'm calling him but injury you're right, prone. Craig, he might have been. He might. Nobody talks about it, but he might have just told Vince, "You're right. I'm no. I'm taking the full five months." Yeah. No, yeah. I want to heal, and yeah. maybe that's. I, I have his a downside. By the way, I have a downside, and I'm. You're going to pay me my downside yes. uh, while I sit out for and, five and months. And then, like, yeah. And then that becomes his bad attitude or not being fully committed or not being passionate. And now the doctors are hypersensitive. So if he limps at all, the doctors are like, come over here. We need to examine you. And then they, yeah. they'll they find something on x-rays because any pro wrestler, if you x-ray him right now, will find something on an x-ray, right? Yeah, oh, my God. Like that, you know, we're like all, we, yeah, we're all know. talking theoretically and it's fun. But what it is fun and important to note is there is no black and white. There is no WWE hero story. There is no bad guy. Um, uh, Kennedy being a fucking asshole. There is it's, there is it's a, all mix. a shade of gray. It's all a shade of gray. Everything about it. Yeah. yeah. No, fair enough. Sorry. Where are we? On, he started on when April fifteenth of two thousand nine. <laughs> Mister Kennedy was drafted back to Raw as a brand's first pick of the two thousand nine supplemental draft. All around the world as Mister.
But then Kennedy was released from his WWE contract on May 29th of same year, just four days after his return back. In a March 2010 interview with WrestleZone, Anderson explained that his release was due to a fellow wrestler, Randy Orton, complaining to WWE management that Kennedy was reckless in the ring, citing a botched backdrop that caused Orton to land on his head and neck instead of on his back. Orton argued that this could have potentially ended his career. According to Kennedy, Orton also persuaded John Cena to complain to Vince McMahon about Kennedy's in-ring performance, which prompted McMahon to release Kennedy from his contract. Again, we talked about Kennedy's mat work. There was not a lot of risk in what he had done. Correct. He However, on what ha- he did before the ring, before the match started, right? No, I see what you're saying, but honestly, like, so there's no shade of gray in this now. Either Kennedy was a victim of politics or Kennedy mm-hmm. was not solid. No, it was just a process of elimination. Cena was hanging out in the locker room, kind of just creeping. And then I was talking to Randy and then I just got the sense that there were some things that were said during the day too, before I went out for the match that, you know, prompted me that Cena was, Cena knew more about mm. how the finish was going to go down then. Because I don't, you have, I don't believe the latter. I don't. Uh, well, I, I, I and that's great. I mean, I really, I, I kind of feel what you feel. But at the same time, so you start adding up all of his injuries, and then go, maybe he wasn't fundament, fundamentally sound, and that's why he was injuring himself over and over. Again maybe he, he trusted other people that didn't take care of him. Uh, could be. Um, but then also, then he gets the bad rap. Then he fucks up something with Orton, according to Orton. And again, uh, I don't. What year was this? Uh, two thousand nine, two thousand eight. Maybe Orton was still the asshole Orton at the yes. time. Yeah, maybe, I agree with that. maybe Orton at this time was fighting through demons of his own and didn't like the fact that Kennedy was getting popular. Uh, I'm, was again, a dick. I'm just speculating. Cena was fighting for a spot. Cena is fighting for a spot. And then Orton, who actually probably had the ear of the locker room because people always knew how talented Orton was. And let's just say maybe Orton knew how to play politics around Triple H and John Cena and all that to stay in the good graces of them. Uh, and then just says, yeah, Kennedy's bad. Uh, I want you to say that too. Not yeah. he didn't say those words, but it was just right. conveyed that yeah, way. No, right. Um, or, uh, or it was the other way around. It was uh, yeah. that Kennedy really wasn't great fundamentally, and that's why he hurt himself over and over and over again. And uh, and, and, and he, he didn't intentionally try to hurt Orton. He didn't intentionally try to hurt Cena. He didn't no. intentionally try to do anybody. I would argue no. that, that, number one, neither of them were hurt by him. And, no, and then maybe usually. maybe he was accident prone. Or maybe he just uh, finally ended up hurting somebody else besides himself. <laughs> I don't know why I'm so saying, about but what I'm saying is, I'm, what I'm saying is there's no shade of gray. It's either he was a victim okay. of nasty politics or he was no, accident it, prone and it ended up the hurting former, The former makes more sense, and I'll tell you why. When you trust who's in the ring with you, who usually gets hurt? The person laying out the punishment or the person who's taking the punishment? Well, here's what I will say to that, Dave, is uh, he was already been trusted with Batista, Undertaker, Cena, every single you top Undertaker town the whole would thing. say something. Maybe he did. I don't know. And I've never heard the Undertaker say anything about him. Well, maybe he did. To, well, you wouldn't, but, though, because Taker's that professional. Maybe and, Undertaker just said, hey, look, he's not bad. But he needs work. Yeah, and, that and was Anderson himself, in in years after, um, like in being asked, "Would you ever go back to WWE?" He said, 
it. Well, I had problems with Orton, and then that switched to I had problems with Cena, and then that switched to... Actually, I was probably the problem a lot of the time. So it became an attitude thing. And if you have a mix of... And what we always read and everything, and the, and the common denominator of wrestlers that don't make it and wrestlers that have problems is there is the bullshit politics of heat with the office which right. is could be theoretical and and ridiculous it could just be and like then, you're not conforming to what they want you can afford and to then and heat with wrestlers so if you're not gelling with a backstage and it becomes multiple people and then kennedy himself has admittedly said the problem ultimately was probably with me after years of blaming orton and then saying cena so maybe he does say it could have well, been me so it's like, okay. and again, we're all talking about... It's, uh, it's respectable, but there's a big difference between saying that I'm the problem with getting along versus I was hurting people. Who fucking knows? I just know right. Kennedy was fucking good on the microphone. It was amazing. Had a lot of injuries and seemingly got fucked over by two guys that were pretty bad at the time for fucking over people and being ending careers whenever they wanted pretty to end them. Right? It, yeah. Am I wrong? I'll I agree. Wrong, and that's why we have the, um, you know, privilege of Kennedy going to TNA Impact from, for the next six years, essentially. In January of 2010, Anderson signed a one-year deal with Total Nonstop Action uh, Wrestling TNA. He made his debut for the company as the Genesis Pay-Per-View on January 17th of 2010. Working under his ring name of Mr. Anderson. Is anybody not getting a Neo vibe? <laughs> a Matrix vibe? Mr. <laughs> Anderson. Anderson. Um, I have to tell you, if you're late one more time, we're going to have to dismiss you, Mr. Anderson. I'm sorry. As a mystery opponent, he wrestled Abyss, whom he pinned after using brass knuckles, establishing himself as a heel in that process, Mr. Anderson would go on to wrestle for TNA for six years. It's pretty notable. He would have notable feuds. With I Abyss. didn't see a lot of work in those six years. So I'm hoping you guys did or have something to say about how. Yes. Yeah. Was he good? I he's did. Worked, well, he's working yeah, with he, Abyss. He was, just, he was the same. Like, you know, he was. Just, he was uh, go ahead. Go ahead, Dave. Yeah. Because you're. He's working with Abyss, Kurt Angle, Jeff Hardy, who he would beat for the TNA World Heavyweight Championship at Genesis. On January 9th of 2011, he was champion. Twist the hit in the house. Hardy sneaks in the back door. Goes to the top. It's counter. Mike Jack. Mike Jack. Hit it long. It's two. Three. He did it. He did it. The winner of the match. And new TNA heavyweight champion of the world, Mr. was also a part of the popular the popular faction aces and eights in 2012 in march of 2016 it was reported that anderson was fired from tna after failing on the spot drug test at an impact wrestling taping um maybe he's okay. right in what craig said he is part of the problem <laughs> But at the same time, like, uh, I, I don't mean to yada yada past his TNA. The reason why I do that is because, A, I don't want the episode to go long. B, 
uh, more people have Peacock and can get WWE library than people who get the TNA library. Um, even though I would love to, I just don't have any extra dough right now. I would love to get Impact uh, streaming so that way you can go back and watch all that stuff because there are some gems some in TNA. stuff there. People like to shit on TNA now. Don't, please. There was like a three or four year span where they had the shit going on over there. Uh, and Kennedy was good. He, I mean, he, he did what he was supposed to do there. He was fine. Um, he did the same gimmick, the Mr. Anderson, like, you know, so he was fine. And, um, you know, he just won the world title for a little bit and that was it. And, uh, nothing, nothing major, but I don't want to yada yada past it. It was the same level to me as far as work rate mm -hmm. and performance as WWF. Like it was the same but thing. Up my ass. I beat 10 world champions in a very short period of time. I was destined to be the next world heavyweight champion. And then, and then a little birdie got inside the boss's head, got inside the boss's ear and said, Hey, uh, I think, uh, I think Kenny might be a little too funny. Yeah, I don't think he's ready for it. So everything that brought me to the dance, all this stuff that you see right here, I was told not to do. I was told how to walk, how to talk, how to freaking dress. Hey, I was told that I couldn't even chew gum on the way to the rink. Because that was too hokey. This is me. Fast forward to a phone call. The same thing. So, so Dave and I, you, uh, you're the most knowledgeable, and we respect you the most. And I think the fans, the people that listen to this podcast, dude, Dave is shaking his fucking head. That's amazing. Um, Go ahead. Oh, do you think Anderson's a victim of himself, uh, the times, or did he who, get the short stick? Asking? Jess. Oh yeah, that's a shake. It yeah. It's I thought you were asking me. I'm like, what the? Why are you asking me? I think uh, <laughs> he was his own worst enemy. I think okay. that's probably best to sum it up. Um, and I think that he was limited. And and I don't. I don't mean that in a bad way because no. I'm not a pro, I'm not a pro wrestler, no. and, and 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 you know we're just fans. But I say that he was limited in the sense that he didn't go out of his way to be a high flyer or a vicious brawler or anything like that. He wanted to entertain. And yeah. he wanted to do the mic work. He wanted to do all that stuff. So I just feel like um, he was a victim of his own circumstance. I mean, when he gets to TNA and then he fails a drug test at the end, and he and they don't put the rocket to him. But again, though, yeah. they were trying the experiment with a lot of people in TNA. They had Jeff Hardy. They had Kurt Angle. They had Samoa Joe. They had AJ Styles. They had a bunch of people. So they briefly tried the world title on, on Kennedy and maybe uh, or Anderson, if you will. Um, and maybe that's right. uh, nothing, nothing. And now that you said that out loud, it, it's just for that saying, level, right? What's by the, saying he's a victim of his own circumstance, I think I mean, or he he was his own worst enemy, I should say. By saying he was his own worst enemy, I think that I mainly mean that in the sense of I think that if he would have committed to politics, he probably would have been a lot yeah. higher. Did he deserve and, better than what? Um, his career was in both federations. I don't that period. think so. Okay, because no, I that's think, big too. That's big too. Because I think that I think that he knew he didn't want to play those games, and I think that he was just like, "Well, 
I'm not going to just be status quo. I'm going to be loud the other way. And I think that got him into trouble a lot. So I think that's, and then he fails drug tests multiple times. And yeah. uh, he wasn't injured in TNA, which shows me that if he was around in today's world, um, he would have been fine because of the limited schedule. Yeah. Oh my God. Now. That's so good. Uh, but yeah. he wasn't really injured that much in TNA. To if my, my memory. He's failed twice in two different semi-big uh, federations in the second place federation. And he did it without mm -hmm. injury, but still with the same. Uh, and whether or not you do a surprise drug test as an excuse. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'm, t I'm telling you right now. Um, Kennedy is a victim of the time. He's a victim of his own creation. He's a victim of the type of demon he chose. And yeah, I, I, I don't know how else to say that. Um, he's not an alcoholic for what I've seen. He doesn't, but he does like to uh, pump no. the juice, <laughs> you know, and there's a lot of wrestlers or do something or do something late 80s, in the early or sorry, late seventies, early eighties that did the same thing. The failure, the failure of the TNA drug test could have been pot. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? I, I, Who I, knows? I didn't dig in on that. Right. It could be, it could have been a setup. Like. I, 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 I don't know. Yeah. Either. I, uh, I just, I, I just wanted to do this because I thought this fit the, uh, whatever happened to, it, dot, it dot, fits dot, it perfectly because <laughs> I like Kennedy and I don't want this to come off like I don't. I saw potential it, in him. I remember when he no. started getting over as a heel and he did the the announcement, you know, the Kennedy. I was like, dude, that is just Attitude Era. It, it's the catchphrase. It's, it's yeah. everything. He didn't look bad. He wasn't overly big, but he wasn't overly small. Like it was just, uh, I thought, dude, this is a, the next star. This is one of the next stars. Yeah. This guy right here. No. Just never... to your point, there's nothing <laughs> bigger. There's no bigger question mark than what happened to than this man right here. Because yeah. in multiple federations, and I like talking about this stuff and spitballing it because we hate to do fucking black and white. Black and white doesn't exist and it shouldn't exist in any stuff. Like he could be an amazing person, an amazing man. There could be a thousand stories of how he was fucked over. But I think at the end of the day, like, I think there's something to that. What happened and why? And I think we've just, we've spent uh, 30 minutes, 40 minutes just kind of talking about theoreticals behind maybe why in two different federations. And um, he was great. Dude, that fucking mic thing, like, it's so simple. Uh, like an old-timey 1930s mic from Madison Square Garden hanging down, the like old-timey mic. Where he says his name and he says it twice because, like in the old days, it's like That's you couldn't get it. You couldn't hear it in the arena, so you said it the second time. It's like, who is that? It's like Kennedy. What what was his name? Chronicle Kennedy. Like, and he and he drove that to the greatest success, and he had enough work ethic and work rate to 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 be well. So, like, what happened? So, just to your point, what a fantastic, perfect, like. Yeah, you know, current day, I put Anderson to wrestle for multiple indie circuits uh, from 2016 on to 2019, most recently the NWA, uh, but I yeah. haven't seen him in a while. Yeah, um, and I, I'll still say it to this day, my idea. <laughs> it was, it was Dave's idea. For audio fans, give us a listen on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Google Podcast, or watch our videos on YouTube at Our Wrestling Channel. Can you do us a solid on social media and give us a follow on Instagram or Twitter at OWP2019? 
um, or on Facebook at our wrestling podcast slash meta for Facebook. Guys, it's been a pleasure. I love Mr. Kennedy. I hope he comes back and does something big. For all of us at the OWP, have a good one.